You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy Wednesday. Um, So we were just chatting about the podcast, about season two, how we're feeling, checking in. Yeah. And we're just feeling so good. I feel (laughs) so great. Um, I don't know. I feel like the past couple weeks we've had just like weird things come up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in season one we would have been like chickens with their heads cut off like what do we do completely stressed and now it's like it's okay this is our hobby it'll be one day later right it's It's fine fine. yeah it's totally fine and so as you guys know I'm moving in less than two weeks which is crazy and so I've been dealing with some transitioning at work I actually just got promoted yeah (laughs) um shameless plug um so I've been going through some transition at work which has been a little crazy Um, And obviously with the move, it's been nuts. So we've been planning all of that. We did find a house. Thank the Lord Jesus Almighty. Well, I was telling you, like, in my mind, I wasn't concerned about that. (laughs) Like, I somehow was just like, oh, yeah, they, like, have... They have a place, but, right. like, you clearly did yeah. not yet. Yeah. So I can't imagine the weight. Yeah. And, well, and it was weird because I didn't actually realize how stressed out I was about it. Yeah. Until we found a place and the relief I felt when we signed that lease. I was like, oh, this is why my shoulders yeah. have been tight. Yeah. This is it's why been I've been, like, you. not been able to sleep is because we yeah. didn't have a place to live. <laughs> Which makes sense. It's a key. Yeah. And people would ask me, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll find something. No, it's very stressed out. <laughs> That's so me. I'm like, play cool. It's right. totally fine. It's totally and then fine. like behind closed doors, it's like eating me alive. Right. I'm like, we're going to be homeless. We're going to live in a box. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> I feel like John is truly so relaxed. Yeah. Though, oh, yeah. That, he like, is. Yeah. He's he, so chill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we were talking yesterday and I was like, okay, so this Sunday we'll just take the whole day and start packing our clothes up, like packing some stuff up because the movers will do most things that we're, we're going to take yeah. some, some things in our car. And he was like, what do you mean? We don't, we don't need to pack on Sunday. I was like, John, do you realize that we're two weeks away from moving? We need to pack. He's like, we can just do it after work next week. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Meanwhile, if this was me, I would have had an Excel spreadsheet a yeah. month ago. No, like. <laughs> I do. I have a list of things that we need to do. So as we go through, I've been checking them off. I have an Excel spreadsheet of our drive to LA with yes. all the stops and what to do, the hotel possibilities. Also, this is a little stressful. John is not stressed out about it. He thinks it's an adventure, but we haven't booked any hotels for our drive. And he's you're like, just doing it along the way. Yeah, he'll, he's like, we'll just find something each night, wherever we end up. And I'm like, what? Mm-mm. Who are you? Who do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you married? <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to just let go of that. Mm-hmm. Let it happen. I know that we'll never be stranded anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just need to... Except the adventure. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm not going to lie. That would be extremely tough yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Even as we're talking right now, it's a little <laughs> the freaky. The stress is rising. <laughs> but it's going to be okay. Yeah. And you'll, are the cities you're stopping at new to you cities? Um, most of them, yes. Um, yeah, I think almost all of them except for, so Oklahoma City, Don traveled there for work a ton. That's mm-hmm. new to me. Um, we've been to Chicago, we've been to Arizona, Albuquerque will be new. Cool. So that will be fun. Tulsa will be new. It'll be cool, I feel yeah. like, to have a road trip and see different cities mm-hmm. and different yeah. food. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it'll be fun. Um, we just gotta get there. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> um, today's guest is truly amazing. She really is. So, Katie Demo is on the podcast today. She is the co-founder of Brass Clothing. Her co-founder is Jay Adams. Um, and they just have a really cool story and mm-hmm. I feel like one that we really related to. I feel like and we talk about this in an episode coming out later this season, but it's really trendy, I feel like right now to be an entrepreneur to kind of share how you just take this massive mm-hmm. leap without a huge plan um moving forward but you know you just want to dive into it and I think that is great and however you end up on your path that's fine but for me I really appreciate when people are honest and say that they had to balance a a full-time job Mm -hmm. while they were transitioning and kind of how that made it better for them yeah and Katie has a really interesting story her and Jay actually knew each other in high school and then they reconnected later on a few years later Uh, when they realized they were both interested in starting um, a brand. So their brand, Brass Clothing, um, is a sustainable fashion brand. Um, um, They really believe in quality, um, but they don't have the price tag of, say, a theory or reformation. Mm -hmm. Um, And their pieces are just really solid. If you go on their website, you'll see that they're um, really classic and Mm -hmm. timeless pieces. Um, and I am just obsessed with it. Yeah. I would say like for any of you working ladies out Mm -hmm. there, kind of no matter your dress code, I feel like I personally have run the gamut of pretty business formal to now casual. I think they have such great pieces for Mm -hmm. wherever you are in that spectrum. Um, and it's just a really reasonable price Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah. And these pieces won't go out of style they're very classic um and we're so excited to share this brand with you um as you know we're trying to get more into sustainable fashion um sustainability in our everyday lives so this Mm -hmm. really goes along with that um and we're so excited so they're offering a discount code Mm -hmm. to you guys and that is detox and it gets you 15 Mm percent off Mm -hmm. which is really good especially when the prices are already reasonable Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. we have, honestly, I think the giveaway, I'm, we've had amazing giveaways. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. about this one. Um, so they are so generous to offer us a giveaway of $100. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially if you're Boston-based, but also online. They recently opened a store in Beacon Hill, so you could scope them out. If not, they have an amazing online catalog that you mm-hmm. can look through. Um, but $100 off and a styling appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is amazing. So you're going to want to enter this giveaway. Um, we think we're, you're really going to like brass clothing. We um, really love their message, and we are so appreciative of Katie for coming on. Um, she's also pregnant and so Yay. cute. And glowing. And seriously glowing. Yeah. Um, so just her in general, she amazes us, and we're so excited for you to listen to her story. Also, your lips look great. Mine? Way better. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can talk about that. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> I had a little allergic reaction yesterday mm-hmm. where my lips blew up to double their size. But we're good. Yeah, they're back to normal. <laughs> and they feel fine? They're just a little chapped. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Well, On enjoy the note, episode. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> guys welcome back to the podcast so this week we have the lovely katie demo um from brass clothing on the podcast so we met actually on a sweats and balances panel um where you know there were a few female founders sharing their stories and i was just i've known about brass um clothing for a while and i was really interested to hear your story and i think it's really unique and special what you guys are doing. So I'm so excited you're here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Thank you guys for having me. Um, and yeah, we would love to just start off by telling a little bit of your story. Um, you know, I feel like if our listeners are familiar with brass clothing, they know it's really high quality pieces that are, you know, still affordable, not your $400 theory blazer um but yeah we'd love to just hear how you got started totally sure 
Yeah, that's um, that was one of the goals when we start, first started Brass was to be able to give younger women the access to really high quality clothing. So um, my business partner, her name is Jay, Jay Adams, um, and her background is in apparel sourcing and manufacturing. Um, and so she was kind of, when, before we started the business, um, she was working kind of sourcing, um, sourcing factories for other, um, for her clients, basically for other clothing brands. Um, and I've known Jay for a really long time. We actually went to high school together. Oh, we grew wow. up in this area. <laughs> yeah, we, we went to Lincoln Sudbury. So, um, graduated in 2003. So, that dates us. And we, so we, um, we've known each other for like, I got, it's like 17 years at this point. Oh my it's been, God. I know it's like That's a really so long. long time. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. Um, and so we've, you know, we've been friends for a really long time and we've always really connected over business. And so, you know, uh, after college, um, we both kind of like had our own full-time jobs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but always really checked in, you know, and, and talked about what we were doing and stuff. And so, um, Jay was doing apparel sourcing. So she was actually like over in China, looking for factories, oh, touring wow. factories, wow. um, meeting with manufacturers, meeting with makers. And I, at the time was working, um, at a shoe and accessories retailer. Mm-hmm. It was called Planet Shoes. It's like set up like a Zappos, like okay. very, um, you know, just classic retailer online mm-hmm. only. Um, and, but much smaller. It was really for, they really sold uh, comfort shoes, like uh, things, gotcha. your mom's like yeah. Merrill's and Clark's and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that was Planet Shoes. But I really loved it. I loved um, I loved that we had a really specific woman that we were serving there, um, and she had a really specific taste level, and whether <laughs> that was your taste level or not, yeah. it was cool to be able to, like, you know, go and I would go with the buyers and pick product with mm-hmm. them, and then also find a way to, like, tell the story of yeah. the shoes, mm-hmm. and um, so it was, it was a really cool job, um, and I really loved learning how to, like, sell things on the internet. It was mm-hmm. a really like interesting experience. And because it was a smallish company, um, I got to wear a lot of hats and do a lot mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at, so I was working at planet shoes and Jay was working for this small sourcing company in Waltham. And one day we had a conversation about a factory that she had just visited. And this factory was, um, doing incredible work for um theory was one of their big Mm -hmm. clients um doing work for bcbg and calvin klein and really just making really high quality stuff and um kind of at the time we were both going through a little bit of a transition where we were like thinking more seriously about our wardrobes so um i don't know if you guys have gone through this or maybe have experienced this but like you do hit like a certain age where you're just like i literally can't wear h&m anymore like i don't it doesn't make me Uh feel like an adult it doesn't make me feel pulled together it's always Um, wrinkly it's wrinkly (laughs) to get like 10 sizes too big i'm like this is for not my body (laughs) yeah like the threads are coming apart and you're just like i am taking myself really seriously i want others to take me really seriously why don't I look like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. looking the part. Mm-hmm. And so we were both like kind of going through that. I was like very actively like, I cannot stand my wardrobe anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had like a big come to Jesus with my closet and was like tossing things out of there. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, and it was kind of funny cause I was really inspired by the, the shoes that we were selling at planet, mm-hmm. not the, you know, not the mom stuff, but like we had really nice fry, you know, like we were selling, um, yeah, really quality stuff. And I was just like, I'm getting all this great footwear and I should probably Mm -hmm. like have the, have some better clothes to (laughs) match. So for me personally, it was just this like really frustrating experience of like, okay, I know I don't want this cheap stuff anymore. It doesn't make me feel good. It's not giving me the confidence that I want. And, and really like, so I would start to save, you know, I'd be like saving my money. Mm-hmm. I lived in an apartment in Boston, you know, and it was like, do I buy this $500 dress or do mm-hmm. I pay my rent? You right. know, it's like those types of questions. I wasn't making the type of money where it's, where it's a, um, like a, you know, brainless decision to right. like buy a $500 yeah. dress. Like, it's like, you know, you're really like right. putting some thought into yeah. it and it becomes an investment. And it just felt like a little bit like, why is it this so difficult? Mm-hmm. 
And then Jay kind of came back from China and we were both really experiencing that. And then she was like, you know, those theory dresses that we like really are love and saving for, like they cost actually $30 to make at this manufacturer and they're being marked up $500 at retail. That is insane. Uh, It makes me want to throw up. (laughs) I know, I know. And so we, that like conversation really like kicked off the idea for like what brass could be. Mm-hmm. And that's like why we started. It d- it's not exactly like what like drives us every day now. Like mm-hmm. obviously giving women like high quality clothing at an affordable price is like is a really big part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But we do feel like we're kind of like serving a bigger purpose and mission now mm-hmm. that we've met our customers and realizing how like important their clothing is to like how they're kind of navigating the world and stuff Mm -hmm. so for us um it you know that is that is why we started but certainly Mm -hmm. not like what's driving us Mm -hmm. like every day yeah Yeah. that's such an interesting story and to be able to grow up with someone quite literally through high school college Mm -hmm. your first job and still you know remain good enough friends to be able to start a business I think is huge because I don't think you can start a business with just anyone yeah um especially with personalities but I'm curious as far as um for you did you think that you would ever own a business was that something that you looked forward to in the future um you know it's funny. It's not something that I didn't think I could do. Okay. I guess if you yeah, look yeah. at it like yeah. that. So growing up, my dad had um, like mattress and furniture stores. Okay. And so he retail has always been in my blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be the one thing is I actually never thought that I would have retail stores, which is mm-hmm. interesting because mm-hmm. we're opening up a retail store yeah. two days from now. <laughs> um, but growing up, I, you know, we're a very tight knit family and my dad is is an amazing dad. But he worked a lot, like Mm -hmm. seven days a week. He had multiple stores, like around Massachusetts. You know, the he was going from store to store. People were calling our house at Mm -hmm. all hours, so it was just very. It certainly didn't like disturb my life by any means, but I certainly saw him missing out on Mm -hmm. things. Yeah, because he was really dedicated to growing his business and and building his business. So, um, I guess. I, like, number one, I always knew that I could do it because I just saw it, like, right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And so it was never, like, a, oh, that's only for a certain type of people Mm -hmm. type of thing. And then, yeah, I guess for, like, I never really, I didn't know until we started, I started meeting our customers and doing in-person events Mm -hmm. and stuff how much retail can be amazing. Mm -hmm. And you you are missing out on some things at home because it Mm -hmm. is, like, nights and weekends and stuff. But it's actually an incredibly fulfilling job Mm -hmm. when you get to meet people every single day and kind of, like, add a little value to their life and maybe create, like, a really nice experience for them, make them feel good about, like, their purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a real opportunity to, like, to give someone a – just give someone a really cool experience. And Mm -hmm. um, my dad never really communicated that to Mm -hmm. me, so I, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to, like, learn it myself. But Mm -hmm. it certainly helps ease the, like, oh, you know, oh, shit, I have to work on a Saturday type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like, especially now with so many people just shopping online, Mm -hmm. like, I am totally guilty of that. I feel like I can't remember the last time I've been to, like, the mall, to be honest. Yeah. You know? Um, so just having that opportunity to connect with someone when they do make the choice to go out and shop, I feel like is really special. Totally, totally agree. And I think that, you know, for us, like one, that's part of some of the, like we love our customers so much. Like we really do have a very (laughs) deep connection with them. And a lot of that has stemmed from in-person things, in-person events. Um, you know, we have a studio space that people can make appointments at in our South Boston studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you start to like meet the people and hear like how you're like impacting their lives mm-hmm. or whatever, um, just making small changes, small differences, but mm-hmm. you know, it, for us, it means something. So yeah. Yeah. it's just really nice to hear. Um, and it certainly, it, it does like make you it does make you appreciate the experience of them coming in because you know yeah. that they're not coming in very often. A lot right. of people are right. shopping online. And it actually kind of makes you want to go out and, and spend some time in stores too. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. definitely. And how mm-hmm. long have you had brass clothing for? So we started brass in 
September of 2014. Okay. So it will be five years yeah. in September. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. And what would you tell your younger self now, looking back? What's one thing that you wish you would have known? When we first started? Mm-hmm. I think I would have told myself... Um, it's a gonna like it's a long haul. Like yeah. just be like prepared. <laughs> yeah. Like you're mm-hmm. really when you're building something that you care deeply about and mm-hmm. you you know and it's built with integrity and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like yeah. it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um and that's totally cool. Yeah. And like yeah. that's actually better. Right. Um and so just be prepared for to be committed and yeah. and um and and I think it's a it's a good lesson to learn, you know, mm-hmm. nothing comes easy and yeah. that's fine you yeah know? it's so true um so let's talk a little bit about building brass okay. so I feel like you know when we started the podcast we were like all in recording mm-hmm. like let's four go. days a week let's go <laughs> like so excited so mm-hmm. jazzed but I feel like you know as things mature and get older that initial excitement does wear off yeah um so I'm just curious about your path. So when you started, how you kind of navigated sure. transitions. Yeah. When I, when we first started with Jay and I both first started, we were both working nights and weekends on brass. Mm-hmm. Um, with your full-time Yeah. Job. So I was at Planet Shoes for at least a year and a half um, before I left. Mm-hmm. And her boss ended up being... Her, the company that she worked at was very small. So her boss ended up being a like our first investor slash like oh, wow. partner. That's awesome. Yes. So she had a little bit more flexibility in the beginning than I did to kind of like maybe work a little bit like during the day mm-hmm. and then we, you know, would get together at like five PM mm-hmm. and start working. So that was hard, you know? Like I was exhausted. Yeah. We were yeah. both like in the phase where we were getting married. So, like, she got married, like, and then I think I got engaged, like, a few weeks before or after her wedding. I think it was before. Oh, so, it was, like, yeah. one, we got one wedding under our belt, then we got the other the next. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you're, you're doing right. a lot. You're, mm-hmm. like, your your life is kind of complicated, and there's a lot going on. And so, starting the business was, um, it was definitely, like, challenging. But I think that... Um, it was the milestones that we just were hitting that mm-hmm. kept us kind of like kept us going. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it would be like revenue milestones, like when we hit this number mm-hmm. of you know orders per month or whatever, mm-hmm. we're gonna feel like this. Yeah. yeah, and you do for like literally three <laughs> seconds, and then you're like, okay, on, on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really been like when we you know whether it was a revenue milestone or like me being able to leave my job or Jay mm-hmm. being yeah. able to work full time or getting our new studio and we moved, we were in Waltham originally and moving to Boston. Yeah. All these little things that were just adding, like adding up made mm-hmm. us feel like we were really like, that there was some momentum, yeah. you know, and that yeah. kept us going for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. because obviously, you know, it, you're not going to become theory overnight right. or whatever. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, were there times at the beginning where you're like, this is not going to work, I'm done? Did you ever feel like that? Um, not really, but I don't really have that, like, I I don't really get into that mental space mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes, like, a lot for mm-hmm. me to get into yeah. that mental which space. which is great. Which is yeah. probably why I think I'm, like, kind of, like, yeah. conditioned to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, yeah, yeah. I am much more of a... And this is I one of the th- my boss one of my first bosses at my first job before I worked at Planet Shoes, um, I was working in events and she was kind of like there's always a solution to everything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. she said that to me very early on. Oh, like, I like there's that. literally yeah. no pr- yeah. like there's a solution yeah. to literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you just gotta find it. Yeah. And that's never really left me. Yeah. So I'm always like, well, yes, but there's a solution to that problem. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like if it can't be that bad because there's mm-hmm. this, you know, we'll just find the solution or whatever. Yeah. And so, um, yes, there have definitely been moments where I'm like, this is really hard and, and shitty. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. it sucks to like load up my car every weekend and like go to traveling trunk shows oh, yeah. and like set up mm-hmm. brass and brunch at people's yeah. like homes, at, you know, yeah. on at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Right. But... Again, you are like making progress. You are feeling like you're accomplishing mm-hmm. something. You are getting to meet those customers. And then, so that feels good. And then when problems arise, it's like, well, I can, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, 
We can get I through can, that. I can get through that. So, yeah. I love I mean, that. Yeah, that's so refreshing. I'm going like, to start saying that at work. Mm-hmm. Tell my boss, just so you know. <laughs> no, but I love it that makes, mentality. It is. It, it takes the pressure off and mm-hmm. kind of is like everything is solvable. 100%. Yeah. It, no, no matter what, you can figure it out when it comes to business, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about it. But you got to have a tough, strong stomach, yeah. and oh, you have sure. to be willing to like face things yeah. head on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure getting creative sometimes for those solutions is part of the process as well. Definitely. Yeah. You have to, and that's what's great about having a partner mm-hmm. is being able to think creatively and bounce ideas off of, and, you know, and really um, come to, a solution that's not just like one sided, but that's really dynamic because yeah. you've like had multiple like, like hashed. Ha- yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And it's totally. not just you being mm-hmm. like, "This is it." Yeah, yeah. and second guessing yourself. Yeah, that yeah, whole game. totally, totally. Um, so as far as your customer, so yeah. you kind of said that through these events you've done over the years, you've yeah. learned more, and it's kind of evolved. I'm curious what you know your original brass. Um, customer was like as compared to now and how that's changed so I think that she is I think the woman that was attracted to us in the beginning is still like attracted to brass and and the the thing that I think that's really cool about her is she is she's really like a a very like I think a very career oriented woman or like it's almost like fashion doesn't run her world, Mm -hmm. but she really wants to look like really pulled together and really feel really pulled together and presentable to allow her to do the cool things that she wants to Mm do. You know, it's all about kind of like facilitating like, like the, whatever she's accomplishing or achieving Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's one of the reasons why like I'm so attracted to like her them mm-hmm. yeah. is because they're all doing these like really really cool mm-hmm. things yeah um we have this awesome facebook group called the guild and it's just like brass's oh. private facebook group oh, you cool. have to like request access but of mm-hmm. course we'll give yeah. everyone access yeah. to request <laughs> um but the idea is like it's a just a great place for people to kind of like share outfit ideas we th- we see a lot of bathroom selfies in there this is not like instagram <laughs> yeah. like perfect like this yeah. is like how to actually put looks together that really are like you know, functioning or whatever. Yeah. And then there are these other posts that are, are starting to pop up where people are kind of posting these like really special moments in their lives where they wore brass. And so That's there cool. was one in particular that I was just like, when I saw it, I was just like, I kind of like stunned. This woman wrote like a Senate testimony. And so she posted a picture of herself like at the Senate, she was just in the background because she wasn't testifying, but she wrote mm-hmm. it. She was a young woman. Like, you couldn't, wow. you could barely see her face, but mm-hmm. she was a young woman. Like, you could totally tell this was, like, a major career accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was, like, she wrote, like, I wore head-to-toe brass, you know, because I wanted to, like, look good, feel good, and wear something I could kick ass in all yeah. day or something oh. like that. And <laughs> I, you just get chills? 100%. <laughs> I was like, this is, like, you. Like, you're yeah. the, you know, you're the yeah. reason why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I want you to feel like you can kick ass all day. Yeah. Like, we need more women like you in our lives. We need more women who are, you know, who are changing kind of the pattern of, like, typical work experiences and, and um, especially, like, with young moms and stuff mm-hmm. going on, like, our customers are constantly talking about best ways to pump at work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like what are, yeah. how to navigate breastfeeding right. and like the first year while you're working full time yeah. and all of that stuff. And so like as young women, like we need that, we need that conversation yeah. mm-hmm. to be happening. We shouldn't be like having to pump in bathroom stalls, right. you know? And like these women are out there kind of like paving the way, like kind mm-hmm. of like navigating that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a very, they're just a very cool group. They're just doing stuff that's like really important um, and progressive and, and really cool. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, the idea that we're there to like support them is just really awesome to mm-hmm. me. It feels like a real privilege. Yeah. That's such a cool thing to see. And I don't know many brands who are able to see that firsthand, like founders yeah. that are able to see the effects of their products. I think that's the cool thing about being direct to consumer mm-hmm. is like you get to make everything yourself and then you get to sell it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's your opportunity 
the opportunity is there for you to meet your customers. And mm-hmm. from the very beginning, Jay and I really spent a lot of time like talking to them. Like mm-hmm. we were doing, obviously, we do everything, but we we did a lot of our, the customer service ourselves. And we realized very early on that they were very interesting just from the conversations we were having. And we started that Guild Facebook group um, with just 10 women that we just hand selected mm-hmm. to put in. Um, and it's now has, you know, 1400 in That's there. Awesome. So wow. it's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you start with just 10 and you kind of like get to know them and mm-hmm. their relationships were forming within the group too. Like we had one, two customers that met within the group. And then one of them lived in Texas. One of them lived in Michigan, but the Michigan one was traveling to Texas. So they met there and had coffee. Oh, that's so Which cool. was awesome. And then they decided they were going to come visit me and Jay. Oh, my God. So <laughs> then they booked another trip. They booked a trip to Boston. Oh, my God. And they came here. And we had a party for them because we were, like, so <laughs> impressed that they came out here. And it was really, it was really cool. And those are, those are the types of things that are, like... That's how that's how you keep going. That's why you yeah. find a solution. Yeah. You yeah, know, definitely, it's, totally. That's awesome. So yeah. you mentioned becoming a mother. Yes, and you are becoming a mother. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is my first time talking about it. It's really, so exciting. Thanks. Um, so I would love to know your thought process on you know deciding to become a mom as you're growing this awesome, amazing business. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long decision mm-hmm. process for sure. Um, if it was up to my husband and up to my mom, I probably <laughs> would, have, would have been pregnant like the month after I got married. Um, she's all about her grandkids. Um, but we, you know, it was, it never really felt right for me um, mm-hmm. up until more recently, which. So I'm 18 weeks pregnant, but, you know, over the last few months, multiple months, I've felt more comfortable, um, like, taking this next step because I think that we got to a really amazing place with our team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, Jay and I are the founders of the business. I function as the CEO. Um, Jay is, a cre- is the creative director. Um, and really, like, we have built a really incredible and very special group of women who work at Brass. Mm -hmm. And um, they, so we have Janine, who is our head of brand and retail. So she's going to be at the store. Um, She's a lot, but she also does like all of our content marketing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, We have Lexi, who does our customer service and operations. And she's just like, she's just someone I can count on literally Mm -hmm. for anything all the time, you Mm -hmm. know. And we have Lucinda, who worked at our She Village store. We had like a little pop-up in the She Village. And everyone, you know, everyone loves Lucinda. You know, like she's so great. And she's she was amazing with customers and she's doing customer service. We have Jenny, who does um, product design for us. And then... um, and Liza, who's working in our store every day. And I, these women g- let me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. They are so special. They are so dedicated and, um, and really, really, uh, you know, they take on that kind of like problem solving mentality mm-hmm. without like me having to prompt or whatever. Mm-hmm. So f- I couldn't, I couldn't make the decision without feeling that support mm-hmm. from the team. And I feel like I really have it. So that once I felt like that was like in place and like I could, you know, step away and mm-hmm. things wouldn't fall apart, mm-hmm. then I felt like it was okay mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to make that next step. So, um, yeah. And I, you know, I think it's important to, just recognize them like as like yeah. being like, integral parts of like building the business and for anyone who's founding a business or starting a business whatever the the people that you're supporting that you're surrounding yourself with be, mm-hmm. are if they're the right people they're going to treat the business as if they're the founder too mm-hmm. yeah and um and you if you found someone like that you're really yeah. lucky yeah you know mm-hmm. How did you find this team or build this team yeah we so we got everyone has come to us pretty much from a referral mm-hmm. except for Lucinda who did I think cold reach out to us mm-hmm. but 
she grew up in Sudbury, which is where I'm from. So, or yeah. I shouldn't say she went to Sudbury Public Schools for like two years. Uh-huh. So there's always some weird yeah, connection. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what? You went to Peter Noyes or whatever. So it's so funny. Um, but we weren't in the same year. We didn't know each other. But it was just one of those things yeah. that's like yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, but she, so we first met Lexi through, she was our first um, full-time employee. We met her through just a, a friend, a uh, no, a business contact. Um, they're all mostly just referrals, yeah. and that's, yeah. I kind of recommend that mm-hmm. when you're first starting. Yeah. How did you figure out how to interview people and do that side of the business? That's, well, that's actually a good question. I, um, like, fi- like, finding employees, like, mm-hmm. how to interview them. Yeah, and, like, you know, weed people out if they're not necessarily a fit for the culture. Mm-hmm. How do you like? Oh my god! You I feel like you have to like, like look into their souls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. You have to be intuitive. Yeah. yeah. And you really have to trust your gut. Right. And I think that that's something that I can like do now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like you never have to hire someone straight out. We actually mm-hmm. didn't hire anyone without full-time that hasn't been, like, on a contract basis first. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. That's, that's a good yeah. tip for business owners, yeah. I feel like. Uh-huh. Then you don't get screwed over yeah. later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how did you... So, I feel like we're very protective over the mm-hmm. podcast. How did you take that step to be like, we need to build a team. We can't do it all. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I And... It takes time. Like, you need to be protective of the podcast Mm -hmm. right now. You know, like, it's, you're forming, you're you're creating your mission. You're forming, Mm -hmm. like, what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And, and, I mean, like, eventually you'll want to add another person that helps you with, like, administrative stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, that where you're feeling like the load is just too, too much to bear. Mm -hmm. And that you're like, okay, I just, like, I can't, it's depriving me of doing like the best job with my podcast so like I have to take like you know sending out the email Mm -hmm. instructions and all of that stuff off my plate so like that happens very naturally so you just like something becomes so much of a distraction that's in your way that you feel like you have to like offload it so you kind of like know what needs to be done next Mm -hmm. next um but if you are like a values oriented business or brand um, and you're really clear about what your values are in, within yourself mm-hmm. and you explain them like well locally mm-hmm. uh, externally, I think that um, it's very easy for people to understand like what you're all about and what your yeah. expectations are. Um, and they're if they're the right person, they're very excited mm-hmm. and like want to help spread that. Right. So you are like, you know, you're putting this out in the world, this, you know, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. if they're, um, if they are connected in there, they, they will bring it to life for you. They'll help you. Yeah. They'll enhance it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're, yeah. if they're the right person. So you, you're so willing to let it go because you see that they see what you mm-hmm. see and you yeah. know, and you're kind of like having that yeah. exchange. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, I want to know your thoughts on kind of the fast fashion, fashion, fast, oh my gosh, fast <laughs> fashion industry yeah. um, and how you can maintain the sustainability with your brass clothing line. Yeah, sure. So um, fast fashion to me is, well, it's terribly problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for people who like don't have too much of like a, understanding of what's going on with fast fashion and and the impact that the fashion world has Mm -hmm. um, on the environment and society um i would really recommend watching true cost Mm -hmm. that netflix documentary Mm -hmm. it's been out for a while now but it's just a really great like you know overview Mm -hmm. of this is what fashion can do right um and i think so for me um Living in apartments and moving kind of like in the beginning of my adulthood, moving from apartment to apartment, I kind of like learned to pare down Mm -hmm, like um, mm -hmm. very early and had not very much of an attachment to my stuff. So I really like was very early on, like didn't have too, didn't realize, like, I don't know 
I don't really know why, but Mm -hmm. I've never been a hoarder. I've never like needed lots and lots of things. Mm -hmm. And then kind of like moving around and being like, do I really want to carry this stuff with me? Or like, can I keep it really minimal? Mm -hmm. So there, like I kind of have that mentality and the fast fashion mentality has always been in like super contrast Mm -hmm. with like that mentality. It's like, how much stuff can I buy? Mm -hmm. How much can I own? Like, can I wear something really once and then throw it away? It's It's so disposable. And so even though I, like I said, I certainly have shopped at Mm H&M. I've been there. I've needed going out tops and they're done that. Uh, And have made the mistake of wearing them to work and all of that stuff. Um, But I, I've never, like, it's, it has been, like, in conflict with, mm-hmm. like, how I yeah. want and wanted right. to live. Right. I just couldn't afford nice things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of like that. Um, so for me, like, fa- fast fashion is just, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's giving Americans this, like, consumer mentality, this mm-hmm. disposable mentality mm-hmm. that I think is really, really, um, it, it's just uh, putting us in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. No one should be wearing one thing and then throwing yeah. it away. Right. Um, ever, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And um, the fact that the whole industry was built on promoting that is scary and it mm-hmm. really needs to be reversed. Like, yeah. the pendulum swung so far. Yeah. Like, thinking that we can make disposable clothing. Right. Yeah. Um, and it really needs to come back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm very mm-hmm. anti-fast fashion. Yeah. yeah. I think that... I don't know. I don't... Maybe it's just that more people are talking about it or that I'm more aware. And to your point, I feel like the further along you are in your career, like, the more opportunity you have to invest in certain pieces. Mm -hmm. But it's just become, like, really apparent to me lately that, like, a Forever 21, literally you go in one day and then the next day and it's a different store. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It feels so wasteful and it also feels like... How can you truly appreciate something fully? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it's like right. if you invest the time in picking it out and a little bit more money because you want it to last long. I feel like I love wearing those pieces. Absolutely. But like, you know, that Forever 21 going out top, which was great in college. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just, I don't know, it's such a different mentality for me now. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I think that's about like a little bit of maturity and like, just really starting to appreciate your things. And I do think, I, I do hope that, like, our mentality, <clears throat> like, as society is, is yeah. shifting mm-hmm. towards appreciating the things that we have more. Yeah. yeah. I We were literally just talking about this in the office last week. Um, someone, I can't remember if it was H&M or Zara, whoever it was, is... They they burn the clothes that aren't that don't get sold. Oh my god! And I didn't read that firsthand. This is like yeah. secondhand knowledge. Don't take my right. my like. You guys can Google that or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like the clothes are being taken, um, the ones that aren't being sold are being burned, and that is like there couldn't you know there right. couldn't be anything like worse than That's sending all that up crazy. into the environment and stuff so right because yeah. I mean the fabrics they're using are not you know great fabrics yeah. so it's like a lot of chemicals are in there and yeah. that's all going into and the dye process and everything and it's so. also just like it blows my mind that like in some parts of the world people don't have right like they need clothes mm-hmm. you know what I mean and it's just I don't yeah. know yeah yeah also I feel like just as like a surface level thing whenever I look back at pictures and I see myself wearing one of those you know tops that I wore one time and then never wore again I'm like yeah. why did I think that was cute <laughs> I know you know because you see it like on these bloggers and you're like oh I, I need that right now on this day it's like wrinkly right and, and then you look yeah. back and you're like I will never wear this again because it yeah it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, People will be saying that about the cold shoulder sometimes, oh, you know, no, soon. Yeah. Like, that's the, it yeah, is. It's yeah. their trend-driven yeah. and they, yeah, t- trend-driven, yeah. not timeless. Right. You, you yeah. look yeah. back and you're kind of like, ooh, what was right, I thinking? Right, exactly. And yeah. the things that you invest in, like, I've had a couple dresses that I really invested in at the beginning of my career for years and I still love them. They still look brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you value exactly. them. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's... I, we just need to, like, value more and think more about, like, the mm-hmm. things that we're buying and, and yeah, and, like, not just toss something. Right, it's yeah. like, right. you know, like, a 
piece of like shit from each night. Right. Yeah. We, like right. we just shouldn't have that stuff, <laughs> you know? Like Right. And yeah. we we make a big deal about, you know, oh my gosh, this sweater is whatever, $100, but it's like, okay, but you can buy an H&M sweater mm-hmm. that's $20 and you wear it once and then you buy five of those sweaters. I mean, it's yeah equal yeah. to that one sweater totally. that you would probably still have. We talk about that a lot, actually, kind of internally, not so much like customer facing, but we're, we think a lot about like the price per wear of mm-hmm. like a brass so we have these Ponty pants. They're called yes, the Ponty I've pants. I've heard of those. Yes. yes they're yeah. like our high-waisted black pants. They're like so great because mm-hmm. they're yeah, comfortable. Classic. Yes. You can yeah. wear them um, like three seasons. Like the summer might be a little hot to be mm-hmm. wearing, but we have like a summer version. But they're great pants. And our customers are like, oh, I wear my Ponty's like two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're spending $100 and then wearing the pants – a hundred times yeah. a right. year. Right. right. Like that's totally fine. Yeah. Like you should feel good about yes, that, you exactly. know? And and it's like that seems to be happening a lot. Like mm-hmm. that a lot more, I think, like when you are thinking about, okay, this is a little bit of an investment, mm-hmm. but if you're yeah. gonna wear it like yeah. two times a week, like right. just go for right. it. Right. And you yes. end up spending less because you don't need other yeah. items. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like I naturally do that anyways. Like, mm-hmm. you always have your favorite of something. Right. So you can find me in, like, a certain shirt mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I just rotate through my yeah. five shirts that I exactly. like. Exactly. So if you <laughs> yeah. in those. Exactly. That was the thing when we started, too. That was, like, one of the things that was driving me nuts was that I couldn't like my outfit every day of the week. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't have enough, like... Yeah. Good yeah. enough stuff to yeah. like. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like front Same thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, like, it's Friday. I might as well, like, you know, right. put on my shitty outfit exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a Friday so outfit. Yeah. No. So I, that was one of, I was like, I, you know, you should always be able to feel good, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. about your appearance and like feel pulled, pulled together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't have to be wearing a $500 dress in order yeah. to like, get that you know exactly yeah so speaking of what companies do with their clothing so what does brass do with the clothing that doesn't sell or um that you aren't able to get out there we sell almost all of it Mm -hmm. I mean which is not surprising well I mean we're so small (laughs) you know like we're a small business so we're able to sell it and so we sell most of it on our Mm -hmm. website um and then we do sample sales like two or three mm-hmm. times a year where we oh. just clear through everything. Cool. Need to go to the next um, one. And then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we also do sample sales on the guilds. Oh. Like, so we clear through that stuff there. Yeah. If we get, we, our warehouse, like, keeps damaged stuff for mm-hmm. us, like, mm-hmm. stuff that comes back like whatever if Mm -hmm. it's stained or unable to be resold so we go and pick that up and we bring it to textile recyclers if yeah we actually are very very into textile recycling Mm -hmm. um it's one it's the most responsible way to get rid of your clothing Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. you know I'm not sure if everyone aware is super aware but you know goodwill like when those when clothing isn't sold Mm -hmm. um it can sometimes be like bundled up and sent down to third world countries it can Mm -hmm. disrupt economies Mm -hmm. down there and and so we we really try to encourage people to recycle their their textiles Mm -hmm. so it can Mm -hmm. get turned into cushions and stuffing Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so we do it ourselves we obviously practice what we preach Mm -hmm. and then we offer a what we call the clean out bag Mm -hmm. so it's just ten dollars on our website and you get a ten dollar like merchandise credit to bra mm-hmm. so it's you know we're trying to make it no cost mm-hmm. um but you basically it's just like a big um plastic like poly bag that mm-hmm. you can put all of your unwanted clothing in it has a prepaid label on it mm-hmm. so it will get shipped directly to our textile recycler oh, oh my gosh in, i need to do that in, um That's yeah so north cool. carolina no I've never heard of textile recycling. Oh, yeah. So yes. that's really cool. It's not, I don't think it's the most common thing. You definitely yeah. can't, like, put it out in your green bin, like, on yeah, your yeah, street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You have to, I know that Watertown has textile recycling oh. on a certain day. Just call around. Mm-hmm. Cambridge is getting very into it, too. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the, you know, the impact of, like, clothing does not decompose. Right, so right. it needs to be yeah. um, dealt with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jot that down. That's yeah. so good to know. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Um. Last question for me. So you're opening in Beacon Hill. Yes. Brick yes, and mortar yes. store. Yes. Um, so what 
what made that the decision that you guys yep. wanted to make? So for us, so last year we did a five-month pop-up in the She Village, mm-hmm. which was nine female-founded um, stores in the seaport. And we loved being a part of that. Mm-hmm. It was really a really amazing experience. Um it really gets your brand out there. Mm-hmm. You know, people can do a lot of discovery. I think like 85% of our sales were from new customers, wow. which is a lot. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really lot. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, you know, there we were like, we want to do this again for sure. We chose Charles Street because it's just got a really beautiful mm-hmm. feel and like so it's so cute. intimate. It's so yeah. nice for shopping. Yeah. And, you know, some of our like, it's really nice to have full lane down the street, you know, like we're friendly with them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really nice to be kind of like in the name, in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're super excited. It's a little store. It's 450 square feet. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, but it's going to have all the stuff and it carries inventory, which is cool. We didn't have any inventory at the She Village. It was like Mm -hmm. a guide shop. So you had to like order it. Mm -hmm. So this is actually like, you can, you can walk away with a bag, a shopping (laughs) bag. Like that's like for us, we're like, oh my God, we can carry inventory here. Um, So it's pretty cool. Yeah. We're very excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners that's coming up? We have so much good product coming up. I'm Ooh. very excited. Yeah. Jenny is new to our team, the our designer. Mm-hmm. So um, she's really, really like invested a lot of time in in choosing the perfect fabrics and putting a lot of detail Ooh. into the clothes. And mm-hmm. she's really, I would say, stepping up the game and stuff um, for us. And so we've got really great product. The store should be awesome. Um, yeah, that's. That's about it. That's, That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people can find you where? At brassclothing.com mm-hmm. and on Instagram at brassclothing. Perfect. I'm underscore, I'm Katie underscore Demo, but I don't really post that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. Maybe once I have the baby I'll Yes, yeah, so exciting. But I and really don't. As, <laughs> trust me, there's nothing there. As Jay says, I do my semi-annual post, one with my dog and one with my nephew. So um, I wouldn't bother with that, but definitely at Brass Club. So it'll be quarterly once you have Yeah, a yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on. This thank was so fun for to chat with. Um, and so excited to get our listeners um, a really cool clothing brand that they can check out and hopefully build a more sustainable closet for themselves totally cool thank you guys of course so as always you can find us at detoxandtillpodcast.com on instagram we hope you're loving the new season give us any feedback um, questions comments concerns um Remember to leave a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And anything else? That's it. All right. (laughs) Have a great week. Bye. Bye.